What is good, everybody, and welcome to What's the Line. Today is Saturday, freaking August 7th. Uh, the main focus of this episode is going to be the fantasy draft we're going to do. Um, talk about some bus players, some sleepers, some studs. Uh, we're also going to talk about UFC 265, which is tonight. Definitely got some fire picks for that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about MLB and a little bit of Olympic action as well. Uh, but let's get freaking into it, bro. Boom, we are live, Chuck. What the fuck is good, mate? How we doing? Pretty freaking good, dude. I'm uh, pretty excited about the USA men's basketball finally. Taking them the gold. Taking them the gold, dude. Fuck the haters. I know, exactly. They didn't cover, unfortunately, but they did win. They beat France. Dude, I was, I was, I said, what, what did I say yesterday when and we tried to record? Five? I'm not sure. Probably, yeah, you said it was going to be under the spread. Yeah. But either way plug in our last episode i think we recorded thursday but either way we, we did sweep on the mlb so we're gonna try and carry Dude, that over you mlb i mean i don't know how you get too much better than that the one the one freaking mlb parlay that i posted the story went two and one so i mean we're five and one on our last mlb six mlb picks so no complaints yeah. there so we're gonna carry that over to tonight slash today hopefully and then we've got UFC, which is going to be good. UFC, baby. 265 tonight. Derek Lewis is mainlining the fight against some absolute undefeated beast Frenchman. His last name is C or C Gain. Uh, he's 9-0. Um, but either way, going to be a great fight. Whenever you see heavyweights fight, man, I mean, it's anyone's fucking game. Um, anyone can be slept in a matter of seconds. Uh, but before we get into fantasy and UFC... Olympics update, USA 108 in the medal count, China's at 87, Russia's at 69, so we've kind of pulled away recently, um, China still has the most golds, 38 to 36, so by two, um, but I mean, I don't got shit to say about the Olympics besides basketball, honestly. Yeah, neither do I, I mean, to be honest, I don't even know what's coming up, but... Yeah, dude, I don't know, I mean, regardless, basketball... So many haters on the USA team before the fucking tournament started. We lost to Nigeria. We lost to France. We lost to uh, Australia. And yep. just freaking smacked all those teams. Brought home the gold, dude. Like, no no issues. No issues. Why was everybody freaking out? The media was like, oh, my God, the USA has lost three or four. Fuck yeah, you. Nah, we still nah. won gold. So Yeah, no, they definitely pulled it together. I mean, at the same time, like, they are expected to win gold. So. Yeah, but you you we can't take for granted an Olympic gold. Like, yeah, we're obviously the best fucking nation in basketball, no doubt. But I agree. But let's it's win the same gold. Time we're fucking, expected to win every yeah. year. But every you know that you know there's going to be an Olympics where we don't win gold and everybody freaks out. Uh, really? It's never going to. You happen. think we're going to win gold the, our entire lifetime? Yeah, dude. I I, I hope that's the case, but it's not going to happen. Well, no chance. The rest of the world will catch up. Luca will drop 50 in every game at some point, and Slovenia will win, or something like that. Luca kind of flopped in their semis game. 
Yeah, he did kind of play like kind of ass. But. He was like five for 18 or something, but regardless. He carried them there. Nothing really sticks out to me coming up on the Olympics. I mean, handball is Why kind is this? Of, bro, we got to turn this fucking sound hand- on. Give us a second here. You, you filibuster. Yeah, yeah. So handball is pretty entertaining, but, you know, other than that, there's not much going on moving forward. So, yeah, I really think we should just get into MLB, get that out of the way, and then move towards UFC and fantasy. Dude, I'm down. We just had freaking uh, Interstellar in the background right there, so I had to turn that shit off. I don't know if you guys heard that or picked up on the mics, but Matthew McConaughey was traveling through time a second ago. <laughs> had to turn that off. Um, but you want to get into what? You said Olympics MLB. or MLB? Okay. Well, I mean, dude, start us off. What you, what you got for MLB picks? I'll, I'll sort of uh, follow, follow suit. Yeah, for sure. So, let's see here. We've got the... Astros. A lot of games today. Just want to say that. Looking, yeah. at the, looking at the board here. Yeah, no. Generally, I thought there was going to be more day games, but, you know, the majority is at night, starting at 7. So, that being said, I like the... Astros run line tonight against the Twins at 7-10. Okay. Any reasoning just you feel in the Astros today? Yeah. I mean, it's at Houston, obviously. Uh, it's one of their better pitchers. I mean, he's not their, their ace, but he does have a winning record. And they're facing off a Twins pitcher who's not very good. He's like 4-7, I believe. But either way, the Twins are like, you know, 40, 47-63. So they're not as good of a team, but... Dude, and the Astros are coming off a pretty uh, devastating loss yesterday. Eleven innings, they lost by one. So I mean, yeah, the bounce sure. back philosophy. I love that. Yeah, so I think they come out strong tonight, win by multiple runs. So that's the first pick, and then the second. You know what the spread is there? Well, it's always minus one. And a half. Well, yeah, so minus one and a half. So what is that? Is that plus money? Uh, no, I don't know. Let me look at it up. It's uh, oh, Astros. Okay, they're minus one fifteen is minus one and a half. That's good. I mean, dude, I'll take it. I think I agree with you. I think they're definitely gonna smack tonight. Pretty disappointing loss last night. The Astros are one of the best teams in the league by far. I mean sixty five and forty four. So I'm I'm with you. I think they bounce back easy minus one and a half, uh minus one fifteen. So I'm, Yeah, I'm and then definitely I'm gonna go with the Phillies to sweep against the Mets uh today at four oh five. Okay. Against the Mets. Or, as I said, I don't know. They should have a good pitcher in. Mets is only Mets pitcher only has like two starts. Phillies have kind of dominated this series, so I think they cap it off with a three zero sweep. Love it, dude. I'm I'm uh, I'm fading the O's today, taking the Rays. So our MLB parlay, we're gonna go three zero again because we just can't miss on MLB. Phillies, Rays, and Astros all run line. Let's freaking lock it in. Wait, wait, be one hell of a payout. Don't do that. <laughs> Why not? I said Philly's money line. Okay, money line. Fine. Philly's money line. Astros run Ra- line. Astros I'm online. I'm not going to. Raise online. I'm not going to suggest raise. Why? Online. Why not? Dude, I'm not just going to say parlay those three. When Dude, I I've, I've never yours. been more confident. Parlay the two I had. <laughs> okay, okay. Fine. Well, what, what, what other pick do you think we should get a three-team parlay in action? Because we should definitely throw one in. I mean, I, I, Never parlay I love more the Astros. Teams. Never parlay more than two? First of all, I'm not 
I don't follow that rule. Crazy. But I'm just saying, like, when you go from two to three teams, your odds of any type of parlay dramatically decrease. Um, okay, listen. Well, I'm going to stick to my guns, man. I like I like the Astros, like Chuck said. I like the Phillies. I, I'm going to follow his pick. But I'm telling you, fade the O's tonight. Raise minus one and a half. Give me that. And parlay that shit. You'll get a, why. a nice, the just nice payout. Yeah, we suck, and we have, we don't have either Means or Harvey on the mound tonight. So, I don't know. Love that. I don't know how you can go wrong with that. Um, but before we get into UFC, man, um, Premier League, six more days till the start of the season. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, they're playing some, I don't know, pretty preliminary, preliminary games right now. Um, dude, definitely going to get involved in that. I mean, I know, Chuck, you love betting soccer, so we're definitely going to get involved in the Premier League before the NFL season starts, um, just because it's regular season, dude. It fucking matters. So um, that's six days. I just saw the, the tweet from the Premier League. But, yeah, man, that's it. You got any other MLB picks before we move on? No, that's pretty much all I got for MLB. I think we should definitely get into UFC. I'm all right, I'm down. Let's pull, up the, let's pull up the fight center here. I think we Lewis Gain is the main card. UFC 265. Um, let's fucking let's just start. Get right into it, man. With uh, we're not. Let's not do early prelims. Okay. I mean, I'm down to start wherever you want. Um, I have a couple best bets that I love. One of my favorite things to bet in the UFC is fight goes the distance. So whenever you get two fighters that are similar skill level, um, not really sure where it's gonna go. I'm big big fan of fight goes the distance um so we're definitely going to jump into that um but man you got it you got one bet that's like standing out to you before we like go through the whole i mean i guess we'll go through some of the card but sort of what stands out to you just looking at it right away um that's a tough question i mean so we were watching a video i think the last fight of the prelims bobby green versus Rafael fiziev Yep, Fiziev's a beast. Bobby Green is the veteran, so one of those like I'm upcomers versus veteran like, yeah, fights. In terms you of know? like my favorite pick, I don't know if it's that one, but I think it's one of the fights to look out for. Um, in terms of the main card, I think I haven't seen Jose Otto fight in like a couple of years, so that should be interesting. I know Jose Otto. Just for some reference, here is fighting Pedro Mujinho. Another Brazilian guy. So two Brazilians going at it. Jose Otto's minus 120. Uh, Monhinho is plus 100. So honestly, up for grabs kind of fight. Jose's obviously the veteran. Um, he's got a better record of 29 and 7. Pedro's 19 and 5. So he's a little more experienced. But, dude, in my opinion, like, Jose's. He's been ever. He's been trying to redeem himself since McGregor, since he got yeah, fucking destroyed. So. For sure. But what I was trying to get to is. My bet of the night is probably Cyril Gain, main card, main fight by knockout. The the wait uh, the main fight. Main fight. Derek Lewis, Cyril Gain. Yeah. So you're taking Kane him by knockout or gain? Yeah, gain by knockout. Okay. I mean, that's a bold prediction. Why are you Why are you feeling that? Uh, he's just. Kind of seemed unstoppable <laughs> so far. He's a beast. Don't get me wrong. And he's, like, he's definitely a beast. Derek, Lu- Derek Lewis. I'm going to say Derek Loser. Derek Loser. 
<laughs> I just said it again. Either way, Derek Lewis either gets knocked out or he wins by knockout. His fights rarely go the distance, especially in a five-round fight. This is, this fight is not going the distance. One of them is knocking each other out. I'm leaning towards Gain to do that. So that's why. I mean, just dude, listen, he's 9-0. and He's a fucking beast. Like, I, I'm, I'm not counting out Derek Lewis just because he's a veteran. My man has fought in the UFC for decades, and he's knocked out fucking people left and right. And gain by knockout is plus 110. Okay. Gain by knockout is plus 110. I mean, not pretty good value, honestly. Like I said, gain is, is literally undefeated at 9-0. and Derek Lewis is 25-7. and So it's one of those other matchups, veteran versus up-and-comer. Gain has, I mean, I was watching his highlights before he's on his podcast. He looks insane. So, but dude, Derek Lewis is literal walking tank. Um, he's about 20, 20 pounds heavier. Um, he's an inch shorter. So he's one of those like bulkier, stockier, like shorter fighters. Yeah, for sure. But, but like, like, dude, look at this guy on the right. Dude, he's a beast. Don't get me wrong. Physique. Lewis. Yeah. Um, obviously, Lewis is like a lot of power. I'm not like underestimating that, but I just feel like he's the more technical fighter, if you will, especially for that weight class. Um, I just think he's more controlled. Derek yeah. This is a little wild. I know he's gotten better, but I just see it going, gain going 10 and 0. Yeah. No, dude, I like it a lot. I, I'm going to save my. My pick for the final fight until we get into these couple others here. Um, my lock of the night, match four, Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill. I'm telling you, this fight is going the distance. Tisha Torres is a fucking veteran. She's been around a lot. Um, fight goes the distance. I don't have it. I, on my book, it looks like I have any other outcome at minus 140 besides Torres wins by decision. Which is pretty tough. I would say, I think once it gets closer to the fight, I'll probably have that on my book here. Take, fight, goes the distance. It's probably going to be around minus 115. But I'm telling you, neither of these girls are knocking each other out. Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill. Dude, that is, that's my lock of the night. Fight goes the distance. All neither right. of these chicks have knockout power. So yeah, I, I'm sure. pretty, pretty fucking locked in on that one. I don't know about you. And I do also have a parlay for the night in the sixth to last fight, last fight of the prelims, uh, Rafael Fiziev and Cyril Gain. Yeah, what um, Cyril Gain was the main fight, Chuck. No, I know. I'm saying, like, parlay them both money lines. Okay, okay. Um, you'll probably get around uh, plus 100 odds. I was just thinking that, although I like Gain by knockout... You know, I think the safer bet in terms of a parlay, especially, would be gain as well as Fiziev or Fiziev or whatever. Um, both minus 300, roughly. I think if you do that, you'll probably get right around a plus 100 odds. Um, but in terms of the other fights, nothing really stands out to me. I mean, I'm looking through it right now, but, you know, I definitely think... If I had to make a third pick, I would definitely take Jose Aldo, minus 120. Over Pedro? Just because I don't know Pedro that well. I know Jose definitely needs like a rebound fight. 
He needs a win, like, towards the end of his career. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, I wanted to say, too, as well, Song Yadong. Absolute banger of a name, Song Yadong. Um, he is fighting. He's the first fight of the main card. Um, he's 16-5. and five. Absolutely love this guy fighting out from China. Dude, 5'8", 135. Orthodox fighter. Song Yadong, dude, is going to be hitting different this fight i'm telling you um and also vincent he's fighting the third match out of brazil he's 20 and 7 i'm feeling vincent vincent over michael chiza uh the american but so honestly i'm my parlay that i absolutely love and i'm going to be giving out right now song yudong is the first leg tisha torres angela hill fight goes the distance that is the second leg and my third leg of the parlay is Vincent Luque fighting out of Brazil. One, two, three. Those are the first three fights of the main card. Um, dude, give me that money. We're getting that parlay. Another parlay of the freaking pod, dude. We got a baseball parlay hitting later. We will be hitting this UFC parlay as well. Um, yes, sir. How do you feel about that? You feel about those parlays? Two pretty good ones? Yeah, I think definitely... <clears throat> The two UFC parlays we just talked about are looking great. And then MLB parlay, take my two. Jets says take all three. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, dude. Either way. Take Maybe take both. the Rays tonight, bro. Take the Rays tonight. The O's, dude, the O's just, it can't get it done. I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but either way, man, we can move into fantasy. I don't really have much to say. I guess notables that happened in between episodes. Um, fucking... Westbrook and Mello are joining the Lakers. Lonzo Ball, DeRozan, and Caruso are joining the Bulls. Kyle Lowry to the Heat. Um, so And Chris Ball re-signs to the Suns. So ton of fucking movement in NBA free agency. I just wanted to sort of mention that before we moved on. Um, you got any thoughts on that before we go into fantasy? Uh, not really. I'll just... I'll mention the, I think the Bulls. Who made the biggest play? Who made the biggest move that you're like, damn, like this team's going to be significantly better than they were last year? I mean, the Bulls and the Lakers and the Heat, probably. Uh, the Lakers. The Lakers get that much better, though. Got an all-star, and they also got these five players. I think it was Kendrick Nunn. They got um, Malik Monk, too. Ariza, Malik Monk, um... Two other, uh, Mello, and then one other guy. Westbrook. Like all under, no, all under 15 million, which is like a steal. Hedrick Nunn is good. But regardless, I'm a believer in Westbrook, so I think he'll help them out, especially taking, you know, some attention off of LeBron and AD. Yeah. Heat, or not Heat, Bulls got DeRozan, you know, Caruso, Lonzo Ball. Uh, they got a good draft pick. So they're looking better. And then Heat got Kyle Lowry, which I think is a great fit for yeah, them. Yeah, no, uh, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so those three teams, I think, kind of won the free agency. I would agree. I would agree as well. Also notable, Kemba went to the Knicks. I know Chuck was saying that Kemba's kind of ice these days. But listen, he's still a good point guard. And the Knicks are a not- pretty notable team. So got to pay attention to what they're doing. Um, but I'm down to get into fantasy, man. Uh, we did... Uh, mock draft yesterday we both got some teams uh, but pretty much what we want to focus on fantasy is three sections we're going to go studs bust and sleepers 
Um, pretty much we're going to go over through those three categories. Um, going over our studs, you know what I mean? The people that are ranked high and will perform high, busts that are ranked high. But I guess I'll start it off, dude. Like, if you have number one overall pick, is it is McCaffrey a shoe-in? Is that what you're taking every time? Uh, yeah, either him or Derek Henry. Okay. I will say, if we're, we're let's focus on, like, PPR, uh, though. Yeah, because if you're not or, in a PPR league, yeah, I think Derek Henry is the best Derek one Henry. to go. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, PPR, Derrick Henry is second. I know Derrick Henry is ranked fifth in PPR, but he's... I want to argue, too, while we're getting into these sort of studs. Maybe you could argue behind Alvin Cook, I think fucking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be nasty this year. Nasty. I'm telling you, he's going to be top five running back, and he's like 19th overall. If I was doing a mock draft yesterday, and it was like... Yeah, Clyde Edwards is like the 19th overall player, dude. Give me a break, bro. He is easily going to be top 10 in fantasy. Um, especially, he's going to be a sophomore next year. He had that rookie year. He had slight an injury. Now he's coming back for the Chiefs, the best offense in the fucking league. And he's going to be the number one running back. Dude, give me Clyde Edwards-Hilaire early, earlier than... I'm taking him first round. I really am. If you're a late first round pick... He's 19th overall, like I said in the mock draft. But, dude, I think he's definitely a first-round player. I don't know. What, how do you feel about that? Yes. Eckler, I think, is up in the air. I think Eckler. Yeah, it's pretty questionable. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't like the Packers' run game that much, to be completely honest. Why is Aaron Jones? Yeah, Aaron Jones is a good fucking running back. Don't get me wrong, but I really think that. Edward Solaire yeah, is going to have an absolute top five stellar sophomore season. I love sophomore players in fantasy. You learn the playbook. You establish yourself rookie year. You come back sophomore year, and you make a fucking name out of yourself. So I'm, I think no. No. It's either it's either sophomore slump or sophomore, sophomore fucking slump, though? bangers, dude. Like you're going to be. Not a thing. He's going to have a Having sophomore to, slump. Having to OBJ. Um, I really think Jerry Judy is due for one. So who's going to have a sophomore slump? <laughs> really? Dude, no one's – who's going to throw it to him? Wow, that's interesting because I was going to actually – I was actually going to say he was a sleeper. Um, that's pretty interesting you say because Corlin Sutton's coming off a ACL injury, so he's going to take some time to get back into the group. <laughs> he needs – he can't get the ball if he doesn't – Whether it's he can't get the ball if there's no QB throwing it to him. Some blind man throwing – it doesn't matter because he, he's going to be there. Gonna be wide receiver one regardless. Overrated. Broncos can't get the ball to their receivers. Yeah, they're just going to put up no points all year. Whatever. Yeah, they have Jerry Judy, but like – I don't think he's going to be a viable fantasy option. He's going to be like, you're going to play him one week, and he's going to suck, and then he's going to be on your bench the next week, and he's going to do incredible. Like, that's just, I feel like that's how it works. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Charlie's a big believer in Jerry Judy. Listen, skill-wise, my man is fucking nasty. He's really good. But when it comes to production and getting fantasy points every week, No, I don't think that. They're both going to be good. They're You're both going to be like, oh, Jaden Wall, Jalen Waddle is going to be better than Jerry Judy. I think Jamar Chase is going to have a, a year. Okay. Do you think, do you think any re- rookie receiver will be better? Than he Jerry won't be Judy? by the end of the season. 
My take is that Burrow is going to bring that chemistry over from college, bro. Like, he knows Jamar Chase. Yeah, but the Bengals are still going to score. It's not like they're going to, like... That's if he doesn't get fucking sacked. Broncos are so much worse than the Bengals, in my opinion. They're both ass. Same thing with They're both ass, but the Bengals are better than the Broncos. Broncos are so much worse than the Bengals, in my opinion. I mean, maybe. I mean, they're both ass. They're very comparable. It's my take. Either way, um... Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean... Broncos definitely have a better defense, but... Yeah, who's your stud? Like, if you have a... Let's see. Anyone who's going to perform, I think Dalvin Cook's going to perform. He's so good. Okay, fine. fine, fine, fine. How about this? How about this? What's your, like, stud receiver? Derek Henry. You got, you got number... Tyreek. Tyreek's your number one receiver. Like, if you had, like, a 12th, 13th pick, you'd probably take him. Tyreek. Tyreek. Tyreek's your number one Wow, you actually said that? I would say Tyree. Yeah. That's so funny because I literally have written down on this piece of paper next to me. Tyree Kill is my, I mean, I'm, excuse me. Calvin Ridley is my biggest boss of the entire draft. Because, dude, he's on the Falcons. Matt Ryan, literally, he feeds the second receiver. Whoever is the second receiver on the Falcons, draft his ass. Because Julio is on the Falcons, he gets double covered every play. Calvin Ridley will start getting double covered. Their second receiver is going to be better production than Calvin Ridley. But Julio Jones. Not really. He had a touchdown. He had his first touchdown like week nine. Julio Jones still did absurd on the Falcons. Yeah, the previous six he did. But, I mean, you got to go off the last season. He got fucking double covered every play. He didn't score a touchdown since week nine. Um, he was not a good fantasy receiver last year. There's just no debate about that, I feel like. My point is Calvin Ridley was because he was a second receiver. All I'm saying is I think Calvin Ridley is obviously taking over the number one spot. He's the best receiver on the team. I think because he's the best receiver on the team, he's going to be getting the safety of the other top, the double coverage, and the second receiver... We probably should fucking look up because he's going to be a goddamn steal in the draft. I'm telling you right now. Atlanta number two receiver is going to be a goddamn steal. Russell Gage. Russell Gage. Watch out for my boy, dude. Russell Gage. He'll be putting up numbers this year. I'm telling you right now. Russell Gage. Watch out for my boy. He'll be putting up numbers yeah, but nowhere near Calvin Ridley. Oh, Anyways, so like um, tight end. some tight end sleepers, he's not I like, think, He's not like that big of a sleeper. TJ Hawkinson, I know he's on a terrible offense, but um, that's what I'm saying. I think he's going to finish top three, maybe top two. So in that sense, he is. Um, Jordan Reed? He's going to be really good. Oh, shit. Um, okay. The guy on well, the Redskins Kittle? will also be very good. You're telling me the Niners have... 49ers. Um, what's his name? Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas on the football team could easily finish top five. Um, tight end. So could Kyle Pitts. You really think Kyle Pitts is going to be better than Mark Kyle Andrews? Pitts. 
and Logan Thomas, I uh, think, are worth top four tight end draft picks. Yeah, could easily. <laughs> Waller's I think good. Kelsey bro. and Kittle are obviously the one and two. I don't know why. I agree. I think Kittle's number. I think Kittle's number one tight end this year. Of course he's good, but he's not better. Dude, than with, I was looking at the Kittle stats when he just had Jimmy be, G as starting quarterback. He's Kittle gone could be the most talented off. tight end in the league. And obviously he's on a better team. Yeah, and Jimmy G feeds in the ball, dude. So honestly, I think I don't know. I was gonna say this in a second, but hot take. I think George Kittle is the best tight end in the league this year, points wise. I think Kelsey is obviously a stud. He's guaranteed to be top five. No yeah, matter what, um, but I mean, top being the top fucking point producer is hard to predict. You know what I mean? I mean, what's his name? Mahomes has got so many options. You never know what can happen in the NFL. I really do think if Jimmy G stays healthy, I think George Kittle will be the best tight end in the NFL this year. Points wise, points wise, I'll say it again. Points wise, he will be the best tight end. Yeah, and I guess a bigger even sleeper for tight end would be Hunter Henry, who's ranked 16 on tight ends. I mean, him and John Smith just went to the Patriots. I think, you know, Belichick loves his tight ends. I think uh, Hunter Henry ends up being better than John Smith. So I think yeah, he's I was looking at this too. Who's the, especially in the red zone, Chargers like tight end? It looks a, like Donald you know, Partham for tight end Jr.? Spot. He's the 36th ranked tight end. Um, that's what I mean. I think you, if you're in a like a sixth, seventh, eighth round, I think um, what's his name, Donald Partham, is the way to go. I mean, dude, Steele. He's the starting tight end for the Chargers. He's 36 overall. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's a little questionable. Um, Zach Ertz is 23rd on mine. Yeah, he's uh, he's underrated. Like I said, I don't know if you guys have listened to the previous episodes, but I'm a big believer in Jalen Hurts this year. Um, I think Zach Ertz is definitely underrated at 23. You know, if you don't really, if you get like a nice like two running backs, two receivers in the first four rounds, I think Zach Ertz could be a nice steal in those later six, seven, eighth rounds. Um, because I think he's going to definitely be better than 23rd, 26th overall in the league. Um, so that's another one. Zach Ertz, definitely look out for him. What's your take on Gronk, dude? He's currently the 16th tight end ranked overall. Um, I stole him pretty late in my draft, my mock draft. Yeah, I mean, I think he's being all right. He's not going to be very consistent, I feel like, because they have so many people to throw to. Like, obviously, certain yeah, games. But it's one of those things that's like. Or two, but he's not going to be consistent. Obviously, have to take somebody from the Bucks eventually. Take him. Like, yeah, he's he spreads the ball. You got Antonio Brown. You got Gronk. You got Mike Evans. You got Godwin. You got fucking so many options. Leonard Fournette. You got so many options on the offensive end. But at the same time, it's like that hurts their fantasy value, but, like, you know they're going to score points. So. I don't know. It's kind of like a tough, tough balance you got to find there, you know. Yeah, no. In terms of Fox, I think. Yeah, I think Gronk could maybe surprise people and be a top ten, but. I think the yeah, no. In terms of Fox, I think. Maybe. 
Yeah, I you think do? Gronk could maybe. Uh, do you think AB gets like way more involved this year? I think the biggest sleeper on the box is AB. He's pretty low ranked. You know, I think that, yeah, I mean, he's had a year to hopefully, you know, focus more on football. Um, that's what I mean. Like, you can steal him pretty late. This is a hot take, but, like, I think he could definitely finish as a better receiver than Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah. I mean, people Dude, often AB was, like, a top, like, five pick, like, three years ago, four years ago. He was receiver in the league only two years ago, and he's still young. He's still young. Yeah, I agree. Like, you can put faith in him in a late round. Like, dude, like, he's 45th on the, the ESPN fantasy wide receiver list right now. He's 45th. And be the number one guy on the Bucks. If you, if you bet, sorry, if you pick Juju over, not even Juju, if you pick, like, fucking Antonio Brown's 43rd on this list, at least. If you pick Curtis Samuel, let's say. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot. Like, Waddle's around it. Rugs the third. You're just an idiot. You're just an idiot. Yeah. No, he's out. But, I mean, that's that's a Michael great point as well. If, like, if you can withstand the early Michael Thomas injury and have him come back, I mean, he's obviously the best receiver on the Saints. Like, that's a number one receiver. I think it's a joke that Chase Claypool is ranked so high on this, like, this list list is good. it's honestly a joke um i don't think he's very good at all to be honest i think it's a sophomore slump coming for jace claypool easy bust for me um and same with calvin ridley those are my two big busts for those two receiver positions i don't think either of them are fucking good to be honest um you're high if you don't think calvin ridley's good calvin ridley's good he's an incredible receiver but i'm telling you from what I've seen Dude, over Matt Ryan the last Calvary five, six years as a quarterback, he feeds his tight end. He feeds his second receiver. He let. Please. He doesn't know. He, he makes. And it was Ridley last year because Dude, Jones is there. They have a top five receiver on their team every year in fantasy. And it wasn't Jones though. And the five years before that, it was always yeah. Jones. See, I just disagree. I so think maybe Matt it was a Ryan transition year into receiver, Ridley, like and now saying. that he's gone, especially. So, I mean, it's a difference of opinion on Ridley, but, I mean, is what it is. I think he's a massive bust. Chuck might take him as a second fucking receiver, so. To each his own, right there. Yeah, I think that's outrageous, but it's that's my take. Um, another thing I was seeing in my draft, Charlie, is DJ Chark was falling significantly. Um, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. He's obviously number one on Jacksonville, but like Trevor Lawrence is kind of ass, unproven. You never know what he's going to do. So, I don't know. He was taken 35th overall in my draft. How do you feel about that? He fell heavy in my draft. Um, I don't know, to be honest. I think that's a tough. That's a tough one to call. I mean, I don't know how big of a. I feel like it might be one of those teams where. Uh, what's Dude, what Lawrence if Trevor Lawrence is just nasty? Kind of spreads the ball out a lot. I don't know if anyone's going to take that dominant role. 
But like, yeah, like for sure. If yeah. you can take him in a late, I mean, dude, if you can take him in a late round and get Trevor Char, could, could be nasty. Be their wide receiver one. Why not? Um, that brings me to my next point of do not draft. Um, who was the Jags running back last year that like kind of got good? Look it up. Something Robinson, maybe? James Robinson? Travis? Uh, no. Well, that's who, that's who the starting running back is. Travis Etienne. Yeah, ETN. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, James Robinson was the guy who, you know, kind of came in late round, was a great waiver wire pick. Anyways, that's a, that's a boss for me. I think James Robinson is going to get no carries. Like, very limited carries. I think ETN is going to be the main guy. I think Urban Meyer brought in Trevor Lawrence and ETN to play together. Most well, yeah, snaps. definitely, definitely. Um, well, why are you bringing up Robinson? So, in terms of Jacksonville, I think ETN's the guy to get in a running back spot. Well, I know, for sure. I'm just saying I've seen some, like, because he was by far the best waiver wire pick last year. He wasn't even close. He finished as a top 10 running back, and prior to the beginning of the year, he was outside the top 50. So, that's why I'm bringing him up. People are like, oh, like, is this, you know, is he going to – Roll over to the next year. He's going to continue to get top ten running back carries. I don't think he's going to. Another ETN's taking over. Um, sorry to ram on here, but that brings me into another sleeper. Trey Sermon. Oh, they're running back. Um, the 49ers moved up in the draft to get Trey Sermon. He's a running running back out of Ohio State. Yep. They've, you know, they've been known about to have a great line the past two or three years since Shanahan came in. And even if they're doing running back committee, that's what I'm saying. Even if they're doing a running back committee, I think Sermon is good enough to take the leading role throughout the year. And they're again a run-heavy offense, and especially if Trey Lance plays, he can run. And similar I believe to it. I believe it. I believe what? it. But I think they got to give one more season. Oh yeah! Apparently he's been absolutely killing it in training uh, training camp. So anyway, Trey Lance is going to play eventually. He's a run heavy guy. And if you think about like the yeah. Ravens, for example, obviously that's an extreme. But if a quarterback can run, it opens up the run game for your running backs. So. And you, you gotta you gotta also consider the fact that the 49ers yeah, traded they definitely believe in up in the draft to get Trey Sermon. So they wouldn't do that if they weren't. Dude, I mean he's from OSU. Like don't don't get it, don't get it wrong. I mean, OSU produces talent. Uh, he's currently 42nd in the RBs rank in ESPN right now. So honestly, late round Trey Sermon. I mean if. Like we said, if uh, what's his name, Raheem Mostert gets hurt, doesn't get that many carries, Trey Sermon will definitely be the number one RB. Um, so you got to watch out for him. But yeah, I was saying to Charlie, like, I'm pretty stunned that DJ Chark jumped that much. I'm really curious who you guys think uh, would be a good wide receiver um, at sort of jumping up. So if you have any, 
intake or whatever uh, takeaway. If you want to send us a freaking DM, an email, what's the line 10 at gmail.com. Uh, we can definitely get back to you uh, regarding those fantasy picks. Um, but another thing that we were talking about before we want to go any farther is what's the line fantasy league dude we were thinking about starting this um obviously we want people to be interested in it um it's going to be a what's the line fantasy league though people who listen to this league listen to this podcast um let's get a fucking league going come on now i mean honestly if we keep doing this shit um this will probably be the only opportunity we have to do this um, well, hopefully, at least, because hopefully, if we're still doing it for a year from now and it's next NFL season, we'll have more people listening and it'll be harder to fill up a league. So let's get the first fucking what's the line league of all time. Um, if you guys are interested in it, please, like I said, send us a DS, DM on Instagram. Send us a freaking email, what's the line 10 at gmail.com. I would love to get a fantasy league with some of our listeners. I think that'd be fucking fun as shit. Uh, and like I said, this could be the last time. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Way to go. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, well, either way, I'd be pumped to do that. I don't know what you guys think, but I would love to do a What's the Line League. Charlie and I are both in one league separately right now, um, but it'd be fucking fun as shit. So let us know what you guys think about that. We still got a lot of time until NFL starts, so... Let's get a fucking league going. Let's get a fucking league going. Dude, send me a DM. Send me a text. Send Charlie a text. Send us a DS, DM on Instagram. Fucking email. Let's get a league going. I think it'd be fun as shit. And I was going to say, too, like, if it's a year from now and we still have the same people listening, then goddamn, we, we're, we're not very good at this. So I don't know. We'll see. Early on, um, but dude, that's pretty much my take on fantasy. You got anything else that you want to sort of throw out there? <laughs> yes. um, for sure, for sure. Can I ask you one question before we move on? Uh, not really. I would like to add. Jets, Jets running back is also someone who's gonna fall very late. Michael He's Carter. By far the most talented. I think his name's something Jets selected Carter. Carter in the fourth round of the draft April's pick. draft. North Carolina yeah, product, 5'8", 200 right pounds. They have, like, Pete. Michael Carter. P. Ryan, like, some other weirdo guy. Clara. Shorty, but he's going to be good. Like, Clyde Hell, Hilaire Edwards. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, man, I want to do want to wrap up before we wrap yeah, up no, the episode. I want to wrap up these picks, these parlays that we got. Um, so my and, uh, UFC parlay draft, is going to be Sonya Dong, first fight, the Chinese man, fucking hammer him. Tisa Torres, Angela Hill fight goes the distance. And uh, Vincent Luque from Brazil is going to beat Michael Chiesa. So that's a three-team UFC whatever three fight ufc parlay i'm loving um and i know chuck doesn't agree with my o's pick over the Ra- i mean the rays of the o's but you also got the phillies and the okay phillies and the astros uh run line the main fight also I'd like no, to no, add, no 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 the parlay so i had for ufc was and rafael uh, rafael Fiziev. Fiziev. Or 
Main fight. Dude, I don't know. They're most, both minus three, 310, yeah, both of them. Money line each. You can probably get around plus money. Zero gain two. and physio. So I'm thinking you're probably going to get right around minus 110 combination. And then the main straight bet of the night is. <laughs> we'll see, dude. Derek loses a beast. I'm telling you, you better watch out. Oh, this fight's not going the distance. There's no chance. Derek Lewis does not have the cardio. He does not have the cardio to go full full rounds. So yeah, those are the two picks. And then again, um, Philly's money line, Astros run line. Jed has. Yeah, man, sounds good. I would love to fucking go off in those parlays. And yeah, hopefully Peace. we're next you time we're on intro, here. We're talking about five and out. Give us an intro. Yeah, man, sounds good. I would love to fucking go off in this parlay. Peace. Give us an extra. All right, well, until next time, boys. I'll see you. Peace.